Good evening and welcome to TC and Jake. All right, folks, we have a special treat for you today. That's Josh. Hey, Josh, how's it going? Hi, TC. Josh Campbell, um, noted for his expertise in being blind. Which is interesting because uh, we're not going to do the whole podcast as a troika, but uh, something that I wanted to do last week that I forgot um, is now going to seem pretty insensitive. Because uh, on the heels of TC's uh, segment of how they get away with this, mm-hmm. I thought of a, a segment that I wanted to do just whenever it popped up called, <laughs> Hey man, remember this, look at this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's going to be, again, this is a bit of an exclusionary <laughs> tactic, <laughs> but I feel like if I don't do it now, I'm going to forget, Right. Because I already forgot once. So you do want to do it now? I have to. Okay. So uh, you just get your phone there, TC. I've got some other stuff that I want to do but uh, with Terrence Howard, but I, I don't want to do that till the second half because right. of all the people I know who would like stop down in the middle and like not let me play the audio because he wants to explain how the physics actually work, Yo. Josh number one ranked. He's got to go. He's that. on Terrence's <laughs> side. He sent me like a 17-paragraph text. Like, Here's how the platonic solids going work. Going to battle. Yeah. It's yeah. him and Eric Beal. Yeah. <laughs> the two guys are like, actually, I'm going to explain to you why. They can have their own platonic solids <laughs> wave conjugations podcast. And, right. You know. Right. Then um, we'll, we'll deal with that. And we'll deal with that anyway. And we'll talk about WeWork. Hey, did you guys see this? Look at this. Go ahead. So, yeah, it's, uh, hey, do you remember this? Look at this. And uh, it's just this. Let's see. Is it coming through? This is riveting, riveting podcast. I got a phone out. Got an email letting me know that. It's a text. The wind has a new resort in Boston. Hey, man, look at this. Remember this. It's it's an alligator (laughs) on a (laughs) four-wheeler. <laughs> Do I remember an alligator on a four wheeler? Remember the little alligator guy that that lady was raising as like a dog, and it would hang out with her and stuff, and like she took it to work, and it was like on a computer. I don't know. Uh, I saw an alligator. Like when? How long ago was this? A couple years ago. Because someone had a like within the last week, I've seen a tweet of uh, an alligator sitting at a computer. Well, that's what made me think of it. It's the same gator. Yeah, got it. This guy, he was wearing a sweater yeah, at yeah, his yeah. office. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll do that with the dog a lot. Anytime it, he's sitting by the computer, I'll, right. I'll take a picture so it's angled so it looks like he's on the computer. But it's, you know, work hard, play hard. <laughs> yeah. Here's another one. Uh, <laughs> where the sweater he, is really what's doing a lot there. <laughs> Here's another one where he's on a four wheeler. You'll notice this is different because in this one he's wearing little jeans. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, Josh. We need it's to. Okay. Uh, it's okay. We need to rethink <laughs> alligator clothes. Like trying to graft human clothes onto alligators seems like a mistake. Just start from scratch. Don't try and put some jeans on him. <laughs> Just make his own alligator thing. In this one, he's got like a little biker jacket on. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, got that's... like fringes, like a Harley jacket. That's just for her. That's not doing anything for old, old Al over there. Oh, my God. His name was Rambo, by the way. In this, okay. You notice in this one, he's Named got... Named after the Oklahoma receiver. In this one, he's got a little Christmas hat on. In this one... Um, He's like doing karaoke with sunglasses. <laughs> He's got yeah, like he, a mic. He, he sure, he sure is. <laughs> and then, and then this one, 
in this one he's like balancing his checkbook or something he's looking uh, at some figures yeah I, I thought i might be reading the menu <laughs> menu okay okay yeah he's you're going right. to chili's okay <laughs> oh god damn sorry i just thought about that 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 last week and wanted to fire up a segment called hey remember this look at this so yeah check back now, in on the alligator. now to our our correspondent yeah, Our so man at the courthouse. Uh, yeah, Josh is Josh is here because uh, the entire time the Geiger trial has been going on, uh, he has been watching the live stream and texting me about it, and uh, has lots of updates. And I've had questions throughout, and I figure probably a lot of people listen to the podcast have questions, so maybe we could provide some answers. We are recording this at four forty eight p.m. on October first in the year of our Lord two thousand nineteen. The verdict came down about five hours ago, roughly, uh, finding that Amber Geiger is indeed guilty of murder, uh, has, I believe, a 5 to 99-year sentence, and now we're going to have some deliberations about exactly which side of the 5 and 99 we're going to fall on. Uh, Spoiler alert, she's a cop. It's going to be the 5. But, uh, yeah, so I don't don't know where you want to start on this. Here's where I'd like to start. So every time... I don't know if you guys know this, but I've got a lot of trial experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, served on a jury. No no big deal. I mean. But I've like actually covered court, though. Yeah, but you, then you were like trying to find out, get inside the mind of people like me. Right. Me. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so. Yeah, he's already true. him. That's, that's true. Uh, that's a shorter cut. <laughs> do I want to hear about a guy who covered Tom Brady or want to talk to Tom Brady? That's a question to ask yourself. Um, but, uh, <laughs> good God. Um <laughs> I <laughs> I horrify myself at the uh, <laughs> the trial. It's kind of building to the closing arguments, and it's it's basically that uh, both sides are trying to define here are the questions and here are the answers. So, based on the closing arguments, what Josh were the questions we were trying to answer throughout this trial? I think it basically came down to self defense because. Everything, even her testimony in the trial that she intended on killing him when even before she entered the apartment, she had the intent to kill whoever was in that apartment. Um, and there was no like who done it as at all in this thing. There's no like the gun accidentally went off, you know, nothing like that to like muddy the waters. So it clearly became a case of her having to prove self-defense. And I think in the closing arguments, that's where the defense really kind of fell apart. Um, and the prosecution um, really destroyed it because they basically said that to have a self-defense case, you have to have two major factors have to exist. It has to be necessary and immediate for you to use deadly force and you have no other option which they said since she testified that she was outside the apartment with the intent to kill before entering, she could have called for help on her police radio. She could have not gone in the apartment and retreated to a safe distance. She could have done a lot of other things before becoming the aggressor in the situation. And then the second key part of the self-defense is that the threat has to be a legitimate threat that you can describe was going to cause deadly harm to you mainly like if she had said he had a weapon or she mistook the spoon from the from the ice cream bowl as a knife or something like that that would have maybe been a way to 
more plausibly get to a self-defense. But she never said that he had a weapon, never anything other than that she, he made a motion quickly towards her, which made her shoot. Um, so I, I think the jury basically went back. And even though at closing arguments, the um, judge said that they could consider manslaughter and the castle doctrine, um, if you can't, uh, if they don't buy the um, mistake of fact part where she could have noticed that she was on the wrong floor and standing on the guy's red floor mat and she passed 17 apartment numbers that said that she was on the fourth floor before she got to the wrong apartment um, and she just didn't notice any of them. Uh, once you don't buy the mistake of fact part of her defense, then you cannot um, consider manslaughter and you definitely cannot consider uh, castle doctrine because then you don't completely accept the fact that she's defending her home. Yeah, so they, they also seem to, like in addition to the self-defense thing, it, it seemed like there was a lot of stuff focusing on this. Was it a, a reasonable or unreasonable mistake to think that it was her apartment? What what was that angle? Why was that legally important? Um, the reason they were trying to make it important, but I think this is specifically has to do with her being a police officer. And this is where the defense was trying to use that to her advantage, basically saying that uh, she had to, she was in a situation where because of her training, she went into situational blindness and her adrenaline took over, which caused her not to be able to see reality for what it was. And it, and all they had testimony to that. And Armstrong, the, uh, Texas Ranger was testifying to that, saying that that was an excuse as to why he didn't find it a criminal act occurred when he was doing his investigation. The judge disallowed that testimony in front of the jury because it was him, um, you know, surmising what her intent was or what her state of mind would have been. He could just testify to the general idea of like situational blindness and tunnel vision and all of that. So he, because you know that was something that was certainly trumpeted across Twitter. The, the no no crime was committed or whatever. Yeah, uh, that was just because she'd had a tough work day. Yeah, basically that's what they were trying to say. And also just that she is a cop. It's this one. Yeah. This one's working for me a little bit. Oh, never mind. That's just him. This is uh, oh, okay. your, this is your full headphones. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, it, but the problem was is they're trying to say she acted reasonably because she was in this impaired, altered state. It was reasonable for her to shoot him and kill him because her state was impaired, which is like saying it was reasonable for a drunk driver to be driving recklessly because he was impaired. So you have to judge him based upon his impaired state, not based upon all the other drivers who are driving correctly and yeah. not running into. Yeah, things. I'm glad he's not the judge or on the jury or whatever. That, that <laughs> seems like uh, I, I I don't know of a lot of drunk driving cases where they're like, well, you know, uh, he hit that pedestrian, but he was drunk. He was what drunk. do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, not not a. a, a Train of thought. I'm a big fan of. Uh, so yeah, you, you're saying it. It came down, and the uh, the the question that both sides were trying to get him to focus on was the uh, the self defense business. Yeah, that uh, it's surprising they couldn't do a better job than that. I I don't I like um, I come from a uh, a juror family, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my dad was on a, a murder trial, so I I'm familiar with this issue just from that. 
of uh yeah he he fucking voted to convict a guy because uh it was a situation where there was uh they were both vying for the love of a woman and uh the guy like brought a gun and shot the other dude and i I think that they were like you know in in an argument or whatever um but and then claimed self-defense like said the guy you know was just getting sufficiently physical in this argument that that he felt uh unsafe and so he shot him and there but you know, they were like, but you could have turned around and ran out of the apartment. Yep. Uh, so, you know, you didn't need to. And she wasn't even in the fucking apartment. <laughs> uh, like, how did that come out? That was just her cross, cross-examination, he just yeah, said? Yeah, and she had to reenact the shooting, like, in the courtroom. And they had to explain why she had all of her gear in her left hand. And then they had to also explain why th- the doors are all spring-loaded, in the complex. So even if you don't remember to close it, it swings shut. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had, she was using her gear, her bag and everything that was in her left arm as a weight against the door to keep it open. So she could have a clear line of sight to shoot with her right hand. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the, the, the reason she had her gear in her left hand, right. Was because she wanted her to gun hand free. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, so I, like, is it just a situation of, like, they just asked her straight up, like, so standing there in the hallway, were you, you heard someone inside, and you were like, I'm going to shoot this fucker, and she was like, yeah, that's what I was going to do? Yeah, she, that was directly the question. She oh, was like, shit. she, she, she said, I heard, I heard noises inside, and so then, uh, I think it was, uh, one of the Jasons, Hermus or Fine, uh, but he was at, he said, oh, so you heard someone inside before you opened the door. You knew someone was inside. She says, yes, I knew. And, and he's like, so you assumed it was a threat. And she said, yes, it was a perceived threat. And then he, she goes on to directly say that she had the intent to kill when she drew her weapon outside before entering the apartment. Yeah, I, I, I think at that point you're admitting that it's not self-defense. Yeah. Right. I mean, but, the jury but see, that, that was the other thing, though. Police, ha- police's definition of reasonable versus a uh, normal civilian, like in a normal police involved shooting, if she was on duty, the definition of reasonable for self defense is much lower than what would be reasonable in a normal civilian case for self defense. Because a cop just basically has to say he was his hand moved for my gun or right. his, you know, it doesn't even have to be anything that where the guy even possessed a weapon or even was in a threatening position. They, that's all they need to say to get to self-defense. Is there a distinction between duty and on duty in this whole deal? It was a big, big thing at the beginning on when they were trying to even investigate the case, if they should investigate it as an officer involved shooting or not. Cause originally that's what the call went out as and that's why all the cops from like the whole department were showing up and hanging out with her outside in the parking lot and chatting it up for four hours before they even took her belt or her gun or any her body any of her clothes to get them as evidence. Like they didn't do any of that stuff, and she was just walking around and hanging out um, because it was an on-duty officer-involved shooting. Yeah, and that's, that's the way they responded to it. Yeah. yeah, but if it had been off-duty. They would have probably, I don't, but still, I don't know if they would have cuffed her and put her in the back seat like they would have anybody else. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we, it was all clearly agreed she was off duty, right? Right, right. She was definitely off duty. Yeah. Um, so I was surprised 
when I, I didn't know if this had come out beforehand or I, I remember hearing something about her partner in the uh, the lead up to this whole deal. But, you know, obviously the thing that this hinges on is the fact that she parked on the wrong floor of the parking garage. And that's how she mistook which apartment she was at. Like, it's, it's not like she just chose a random one. She chose the one that would have been hers if she had parked on the correct level of the parking garage. Uh, and I learned during the trial that as she was parking, uh, the thing that she was doing to distract her was having a conversation with a married man she was having an affair with, asking him about his fucking kid's Boy Scout activities, which uh, I, adds a level for me. <laughs> um, did, did, had this, did, did everyone else already know this? That they were involved? Yeah. No, I had no idea. I don't think anybody did. No, no. It all came out, at least my awareness of it came out at the trial. Like, of, of things that you could possibly be doing whenever you mistakenly shot someone, talking to your fucking married ex-partner that you're in love with is, uh, you know, that, that's that's an unexpected answer. Yeah. Um, and that you'd been texting and sexting and Snapchatting with multiple multiple times all throughout the afternoon leading up to it leading up to you getting home while during your drive home <laughs> and they're showing uh at the sentencing right now a ton of text messages yep uh yeah a lot i was of which taking were... pictures from them earlier this afternoon but it's now in sentencing like they can everything's open it's not just the specifics to this case so they can show everything that shows that she was prejudicial against black people which she very much is from her social media posting and her texts. Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, are you aware of these, TC? Uh, Josh sent me some of them, yeah. Uh, but I uh, go ahead and read them for sure. She's talking about being upset that she has to work an MLK parade. Yeah. And she says, when is this going to end? When MLK is dead? Oh, wait. That one was deleted. <laughs> That's not normally yeah, how... And these, uh, are all, these are all... They, they marked the ones that she deleted. Yeah, I'd love to know when she deleted them. Oh well, a lot of these, like the ones between her and Rivera from like September fourth, where they're complaining about having to work with so many black officers on the force, and uh, that's from like two days before, and she deletes it. Then at the like at the scene when she's clearing all, she's trying to clear tracks because right after that, they also her and her family also delete their Twitter, their Instagram, their Facebook, everything except her Pinterest. She forgot that. And so that's all being admitted into evidence for the sentencing part. Of, and it's a lot of, you know, blue lives matter. Uh, when, when, uh, when a cop dies, we, we celebrate them. And when a black guy dies, everyone riots and, you know, all, all these very, uh, anti-Black Lives Matter memes that she yeah. was trafficking in. Uh, it's the uh, it's the social media accounts you forget that you have that are going to take you down. Uh, <laughs> we're going to find that Zanga one day, Jake, and you're, nope. you're going to be done. No, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. I, I keep thinking eventually MySpace is going to pop back up. Yeah. Oh, I'm worried about that because there's so many bad music things that I have on there that I hope no one ever hears. Yeah. I definitely used to get spicy with rival band uh, members yeah like guys that i you know, oh totally which you, fuckers man i guess on one hand i i'm bringing that up like something i've grown from but then yesterday i was remembering the band of uh 11 year olds called deviate that had like ten thousand dollars of equipment per <laughs> each one of them and they got to play the side stage at warp tour every year and they won every fucking battle the bands they ever participated in because they were 11 
and fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys for sure. So I guess I haven't they really... They should gr- be the ones in jail. I haven't really grown that much at all, I guess. <laughs> Five to 99 years for deviate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... I, the the stole all the stuff about uh, exactly how racist she may or may not have been. Um, I think it's interesting and relevant, like <laughs> in the sense that I'm always uh, think that it's a question we should try and answer. Exactly how racist are the cops out there? But no one's, and I I, I guess that uh, I know the answer to this because it was this is included in sentencing, not the trial. I don't. I don't know that it, especially if she's standing, if, if her telling of it is that she's standing outside with the door closed saying, I'm going to shoot whoever's in there. Uh, I, I don't think it's got anything to do with the fact that she killed this guy, right? I personally didn't, you know, from the start. Yeah. Um, and it's it's one of those things where it's just kind of like whenever we talk about uh, who, oh, it's like the Chris Dabbs case, right? Like yeah. The Chris Dabbs case. You almost feel like if you're someone who's like, yeah, I believe that there's uh, serious uh, injustice in the way that law enforcement proceeds. I feel like there's uh, a massive, massive uh, societal backlash towards any woman who comes forward and everyone's holding them to a, a higher like degree of uh, scrutiny. It feels like if you even one time, even if you've established <laughs> yeah, this pattern of like, these are the things that I believe. If there's a time where you're like, I don't believe what this, what this woman is saying doesn't make sense. It's like, well, anti-woman, you don't believe women. Yeah. Like if you say like, yeah, I think this white cop killed a black person and I don't think it had anything to do with that. It almost feels weird. Yeah. Uh, like it invalidates anything else, other opinions that you've, you've had like from a general sense, but I don't think you can use. So she's being convicted because she admitted that she had made the decision um, before she even saw the person. Yeah. So if you're using that, I don't think you can also say, like, this racist cop shot this person because they were black. You know what I mean? Right. You like, can't, the very yeah. essence of her conviction kind of runs contrary to that notion, at least to me. Yeah. Now, we, we still don't know in, the, in an alternate universe where if she busted in and it was some you know, old white lady sitting there with her dog on the couch, if she would have followed through on the decision, followed she through made on the decision. Yeah. I, there are, there are studies that show that like <laughs> in, in training, um, like both white and, and black, black cops, cops yeah. are faster on the trigger when it's a, when it's a black threat versus a white threat. And I, I mean, I don't know how much of that is just systemic and it's in, it's ingrained in her, and that might have been the difference in the milliseconds that would have been the the clarity of mind that she needed. Or if, no matter who it was, if she had been... That's the other thing. The craziest fact about this case is that the apartment complex had informed her that she was going to have maintenance that week on her apartment. So that day, she had let her mom watch her dog because she knew there was a possibility that strangers would be in and out of her apartment that day. That's a weird detail, man. You think she just forgot about that? Is that did, did they ask her? Did she say she forgot about it? Yeah, I, or they or and the defense tried to say that you know you can never know when it, you know no apartment would have a maintenance person in your place At after 10 o'clock or yeah. something. Yeah. But the still the thing is, and they like, haven't stayed in some of the places I have. Right, you're right. What if it is a pipe burst or something? But the the frame of mind still would be like if she had gone to the right apartment and there had been a maintenance guy fixing her sink, would she have just blown that guy away? Like, there yeah, or like, would she have dropped the gun and been like, ah, yeah, I guess I made a mistake. Uh, yeah, carry on. Apologies. Like how many? 
how many times out of a hundred in this situation does she pull the trigger, you know, depending on the circumstances that she's displayed with once she opens the door. So a common thing that I get riled up uh, about in officer involved shooting stuff, uh, or, you know, just any kind of like a police situation is, um, you know, just Jake, your uh, stepdad was a, was a cop. And I believe that he, uh, I, I, it's not like he ever talked about this with me, but I've, we should do that sometime, though. That would be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I like him. I, I would I would love to uh, to talk to him. Um, but just talking about uh, de escalation, and you know, like the, the job of the officer is to like make the situation more calm than it was before. And so, you know, I I, I get a uh, real incensed anytime I feel like there's escalation going on, and uh, this really plays right into that. Uh, where you know that I, I believe that we heard at trial that she had taken an eight-hour de-escalation course like five weeks prior. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's not like just your normal. If you're a cop, you ought to be uh, in a de-escalation mindset. It's like we even got a little bit more than that. Uh, and, right. And it's still, part of her internal affairs record that she was been taking counseling and for a pre for another event even in a chase where she. You know, her, she didn't follow procedure, and that's part of her de-escalation training. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I just, you know, um, <laughs> the, the very fucking definition of de-escalation is whenever you hear someone in in the apartment or whatever, you would just, you know, there's only one way out of that apartment, right? Is that... Yeah. They testify to that? It's not a weird-ass apartment with five exits? Yeah, unless uh, you want to jump out the window four stories down. Yeah, so, you know... Uh, the the robber, if there is a robber, is not getting by her. Uh, she can just stand there and call call for backup, uh, do whatever. Maybe she, check she out the fact she's standing on the wrong from fucking police mat. headquarters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, they. I think they. The first responder after she uh, called nine one one was there in like two minutes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's it's just not the way you want to handle it. The other thing I wanted to know if she'd been asked about. Uh, just I, it always boggles my mind that police so often just they they're equipped with a wide range of tools to handle various different situations, and uh, only one of those is like really really likely to kill someone. Mm-hmm. And so that would mean that I would hope that it would be the last one they reach for. But in this situation, and uh, uh, an alarming amount of others, it's the first one. Yeah. Um, was she asked why she didn't pepper spray him? No, she just tests. I mean, she, they, she was. She was. They pointed to her belt with all the other options she had and everything, and she said that her situational awareness and training was to go for her firearm, and that was the decision that she made. Yeah, and I also would say if you do truly believe that you. Uh I don't know if you truly believe that someone is a threat. I don't, I mean, in that situation, man, like that's not really to me what pepper spray is for or a taser, right? I mean, well, and her previous shooting, See, I, I, I think, think you got to be pretty close to somebody for pepper spray to really. Like and I, I would say that oh, her I previous don't. shooting might play into this because her previous shooting you were was there for Fahey, right? Weren't you the one? I guess I just don't know how far away I didn't. I mean, I didn't spray him. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was nice the P1 lady. Yeah. I guess, but that was what, like. But didn't six, you have to like cough feet? or what? didn't you cough? Yeah, I coughed be, being next to it, but it certainly wouldn't have been. You know, I wasn't like I was like neutralized. You know, yeah. I feel like, especially if you're worried about somebody charging you, I don't think pepper spray is going to stop them. If you're standing there, like, I mean, to me, Boy, I, think, I think it would. I don't you know. Th- you think the fake he was ready to go on a charge after all that? 
Like, he's the most violent person I know, and he looks fairly <laughs> incapacitated. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess that I'm more thinking about what she's thinking. And if she's thinking this person is a uh, like an actual potentially fatal threat to me, it's just it, it always, doesn't make it, any it sense. It always bothers me that they don't talk. Like, you're saying, like, yeah, there could have still been some risk that she was harmed uh, if uh, she used pepper spray. And, like, I'm fucking okay with that. Like, I, I think that the fact that they will tolerate absolutely zero a, yeah, risk. It's not a zero sum. From something that you understand is a difficult job. Like, you, yeah. whenever you take the job, you're saying, like, I'm all right with some risk to uh, to me being hurt because, like, uh, this, this work is just important. Um, you know, that that's an admirable position. But then whenever you're actually in the situation where you got to uh, accept the risk, um, you know, then then it's like, well, I'm just going to fucking unload into the guy sitting eating, eating ice cream in his apartment. Like, uh, I, I, I just, I, I think that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's the way it values her life versus how it values his life, uh, is not a, is not a balance that I am, I, I think is, is right. You know, like I, I I think that their lives are equally important and, uh, would like to see something where like she, you know, she takes this pepper spray option where like, yeah, if she's, if he's, you know, wants to charge at her and can do it through the pepper spray, then like. Maybe that'll happen, but like probably not. You know, like I, I think that a pepper spray is going to have an effect most of the time. Okay, but she is definitely in worst case scenario mode outside the door. So she's assuming already that the threat inside is a deadly threat, and she's probably assuming that there are weapon. If they have a weapon, I need to bring my biggest gun to if they have their biggest gun. And I hate that approach. That's what right. I'm saying. That's but I'm t- she even testified yeah. basically that was her mindset. Yeah, I do think that. Um, in it, I agree that that I hate that approach, but I I think it's also probably reasonable if you play that out to assume that while there would probably be fewer citizens killed by the police, I also think it's reasonable to assume there might be more cops killed by citizens. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely I mean, a, uh, that's the, kind of the point you're making. Is that yeah. one of you signed up for this? Yeah, uh, to, at least out of the gate, and the other. And the other situation, maybe they didn't, but yeah. Like, I, obviously, my preference is no one dies ever. Right, but... Uh, but but we're, we're, we're talking about situations where it's a given right. that someone is going to experience danger. Right, yeah. Or, and, and, and where the armed people are the ones that are perceiving every all the unarmed people as threats. Yeah. It's a very imbalanced power dynamic. I might yeah, like, if, if there's a certain amount of danger and it's, it's you know, it's a kill or be killed, and uh, there's a hundred of these kill or be killed situations, and... Uh, a hundred times out of a hundred, the cop is uh, the one killing, and the victim is the one being killed. Like I think that that's uh, that that means that the cops are not approaching it in a way that respects the life of the uh, the other person involved enough. No, I I, I agree. I just wonder what like police. You know, it's I do. I'm somewhat hesitant, just because I know I couldn't do that job, and I know part of the reason I couldn't do that job is because I don't think I would be able to get to the place that you're asking them to get to. And I think there's some people that can, but just like the type it's, there, there's almost like an issue with the, uh, yeah, the and I the, hold the, no the, illusions that all the, cops do. I'm just, you know, uh, always think it's useful to lay out what's our ideal. You yeah. Know? Or ha- maybe move the target of the training goal. So over time you can swing, the <laughs> swing the right. dial a little bit. Yeah. And it would, it would probably also like have to deal with the type of people that, you're recruiting or that you are uh you know the personalities that are that are making it uh 
right onto the streets because there's a very specific pool of people that become cops there's a very specific pool and i would say there's an even smaller pool of humans in general who are capable of and i think my stepdad fit this bill of being a level-headed de-escalator but also somebody that will fuck you up if they need to yeah like i I just think that's a it's very platonic ideal that i think is like kind of hard to achieve the other thing i think is that I would have been interested to see what happened if everything else was the same in this case, uh, race, gender, actual facts at the apartment, if she wasn't a cop at all and just had a CHL. You know, because I think, I also think that people who get the license to carry, I'm not saying they want to use it. I, I would say most of them, that's not the word that I would use at all. But I think that in the moment that, that they kind of have that thing on their hip and shit hits the fan, I have to imagine that there's a non-zero percentage of gun owners who are like, well, fuck, this is kind of what I've been waiting yeah, for. Yeah, they're, they're ready. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I'm that's, not saying they all have like murder fantasies, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, like that's itchy. part of why I don't so uh, think people should all be armed? to purchase a gun myself is right. because... Well, because you can neutralize a threat with your dead cold stare alone. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously. <laughs> um, but uh, I... I feel like if you reach the end of life uh, and you never uh, made someone cold with that weapon, that you're like, well, fuck. Right. Uh, what was the point of that? <laughs> real, real waste here. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, just the, the, you know, the, I, I don't know exactly how to phrase it, but like that, just living with that constant potential uh, would, would, would wear on you a bit, I think. I, I keep, the reason I keep a shotgun in the home is mostly for the purposes of uh, just being able... Letting her know how serious you are. <laughs> just, <laughs> just talking to me real strong. <laughs> just being able to pump it alone in like that international language of like, okay, don't fuck around here type thing, you know? Like yeah. It's not yeah. like you want to fire it, but you would like to be able to at least... You know, because I don't know that you're going to be able to hear in a if you're an intruder, someone chambering around in a handgun. Like, you have a handgun to use it. I almost feel like you have a shotgun to send like an international symbol for. Yeah, it's a good is, bluffing weapon. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a little pre-snap motion for you. Yeah. No, I do. Um, I mean, I, I made the joke earlier about uh, you know that it's probably going to be on the five side of five to ninety-nine because uh, she's a police officer. But I, I want to. I don't think anyone's going to be surprised by this opinion. Uh, I've, I've uh, laid it out here plenty of times. But I, I, I think that uh, five or fucking less uh, would be fine with me. Because you just you think about this situation, like, it's clear to me that, uh, you know, we've spent the last half hour detailing that I think that she has made some mistakes in how she approached this um, and would, would really not like to see her be in this situation again. But... If you just say you you can't be a cop anymore, which the Dallas Police Department already has, uh, then I don't know how many times she's going to encounter this situation again, and that th- that to me is what you know punishment is about, or you know the the, the resolutions of trials should be geared towards uh, you know how how do we make it so that uh, we have a so that we can be safe, you know that, that this. Um, you know, make it so that this this kind of thing doesn't happen again, while still getting the most out of this person. You know, letting them live the best life and fullest life and everything. Because you know, I mean, she's she's still a person. And so what I'm saying is, this is not a situation where she's a fucking serial killer that's looking to harm. Right. Um. You know, she 
by all intents, seems to be, you know, an average human being. I, I have, you know, outside of this situation, had she not done this, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know that she would have been just in and out of uh, courtrooms all the time. And this is a two-minute scenario. This is two minutes in her life that, you know, there's there's no, like, forethought or forintent that goes into it that's just like, man, he, I, I, would, I would fucking hate to see someone spend their life in jail because they mishandled two fucking minutes. Yeah, and I mean, these, these, these text messages don't look good, and the memes are stupid, and I, I don't know that I find the jokes funny. Um, but that's not the sort of thing you should be locked up for. I don't even really know that it should have much bearing on how long you are locked up. Yeah. Right. I mean, that just, that seems kind of silly to me as does any mention of her having sex with their partner. Like, I guess that is a, well, this proves she wasn't that tired. Right. Like if you're planning on going to go, uh, hook up that night and you've been texting about that, then how yeah. tired, then exactly how tired were you when it comes to how that translated into lack of judgment and yeah. i think that was also just establishing the timeline and then those were texts that she deleted immediately after and uh they had it was part of also showing that she was more concerned about covering up her tracks about what she had been doing she yeah. was more concerned about the affair getting found out after she shot botham than the the whole situation of him being killed because she still was texting Rivera because she can't call him directly because he's married. Do you think it? Uh, what do you think it was? That was a crazy detail. I I couldn't shake just to think about her as the guy is fucking bleeding out, being like, "I need help, but I can't call him because then his wife will see my name pop up on his phone." Unless it says spray tan. <laughs> That's yeah. right. <laughs> I was gonna say, what do you think it was? You know. And then, uh, I mean, his also, wife probably knows he has a part or a former partner named Amber or whatever. She'd just be like, "Why the fuck is Amber calling right now?" Yeah, but you don't want to draw any sort of, you know, you're living that he's living that cheat life. Yeah, no, I I, um, I understand why she didn't call him, but I'm saying that's fucking crazy. That crazy. as you're sitting and, there, as the guy's yeah. like, "Go, goddamn, you shot me!" He's that like, she's yeah, like, "Well, we, we do have rules in this uh, <laughs> affair that we have going the game. on." <laughs> Respect the game. Uh, yeah, she 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 didn't violate the V. Stiviano rules like we were talking about with the <laughs> yeah. 30 for 30 podcast. But as an aside, completely unrelated, um, this is like the meat beat portion of the Amber Geiger trial coverage. You think, you think cop partners fuck a lot? Gotta be. Yeah. Like, no one really seemed that shocked by that note. It was It was like salacious, but like, and talking to people, you know, off the air about it, it was like, of course, yeah, that happens all like. And so, do you think they like ever like fuck on duty? Oh yeah, you just pop behind a liquor store real quick and or a check cashing place. On, I don't think it's hundred percent, but I don't think it's zero. Damn, what if you saw two cops fucking in a cop car? Uh, I have like a ton of times. <laughs> <laughs> X videos is not, full not of evidence. Busty cops. <laughs> 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 that yeah like i guess i'd never really considered that that like that is a job where i mean i guess it was kind of like you see it on a lot of cop shows but i just assume that's cop shows oh yeah or like doctor shows where they're all fucking each other and in we the talk, medicine closet but we talked yeah. about that yeah the doctors they confirmed do. yeah. yeah no one it was how come the radio never worked this way <laughs> uh, it did like i don't know what you're ago. talking about dude i've read that uh firsthand account of you and mino 
<laughs> Damn, I haven't thought about that in forever. Thanks, dude. <laughs> I mean, I just would have figured you remember that day every day. I have a, fictional, a fictionalized version of me having sex with a guy that I spend most of my time with. Air quotes, fictionalized. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, did anybody want to make any predictions on a on a sentence? And also... I mean, I, th- I think it's five, but I, I think that five is, is entirely reasonable. Do you think there's going to be unrest if it is five? Or is the guilty verdict enough to keep it from popping off in discreets? I would, I would think that it's that guilty and or not guilty was the thing that everyone was worried about. Yeah, I think so too. I, I from b- the beginning, TC kept asking me, "What do you think?" And I was like, "Man, it's gonna be guilt for murder, and they're gonna go really light on the sentence." See, I didn't think it would be guilt for murder until she testified. Yeah, and I didn't know that she was going to, and in hindsight, yeah, I'm that might have been a mistake. Like the cross examination of her up there, I felt like was and well, and her defense questioning didn't strengthen her case at, at all. all. No, it kind of really no. She just sobbed with like fake cry face. Oh, I don't think it was fake. I don't know, man. Uh, you, you know. If it was weird how her entire you think you're going tone, to jail. Oh yeah, well her enti- but her entire she was doing this weird like meek baby girl voice when the defense was talking to her. Almost and then, guaranteed they told her to do that. Yeah, and then her once she got on she was put on the defensive by the prosecution like her tone of voice changed, like everything changed, which is would be natural, but I feel like she had really practiced how she was going to at which time she was going to be emotional at which time she was going to be reserved because they had run through all the defense line of questioning but it's like they didn't even think to practice what it would be like for a cross-examination here's another thing i know like perjury is a crime and stuff but if you think you your testimony yeah is gonna send you to <laughs> up the river for murder can we consider lying like i think i would be like okay so we have this attorney client privilege thing right like i can kind of ask you guys anything and mm-hmm. You just got to be cool about it. Yeah. Well, like, what's the what's the, what the, the walls here? <laughs> well, what's the the penalty for perjury? And here's the, the the important thing to focus on: is it worse than the penalty for murder? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like as she was up there talking, I'm like, holy shit, she's being honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if this was smart or not. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I am not opening my mouth to say, yeah, I was gonna fucking yeah, kill him before outside. I walked in. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and yeah. I was I was shooting to kill, and I and I d- determined that. And someone in the back's like, that's murder. And you're like, ah, I was told I had to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I, I did the thing with the swearing on the book. <laughs> I, I really don't know. Like, I don't know what parts of your hair stop growing and what parts you have to cut and shave. And I don't know, like, can you just talk to your lawyer and be like, can we just, can we lie? So if can you I do, I mean, I mean, in Congress, you can say, I don't recall. Can I at least say I don't recall? Hell Yeah. It all happened really fast, man. Yeah, that's probably what I'd go with. I wouldn't lie. I'd just be like, you know, uh, heat of battle. I, I I have trouble reconstructing the whole thing, to be honest with you, which is, pr- I, I imagine, is how it would actually go. Like, right. any time, you know, like, whenever you got in trouble at school for, like, a fight or something, and they're asking you, like, you know, what, what happened, like, what happened here, what happened here, 
I don't have a fucking clue. A hundred percent. I don't remember any of it. And that would happen to me minutes later. Yes. Like minutes later, if I've ever been in in any scuffle I was involved in, I'm like, I don't really have any clue how that started or how it went while it was happening. Yeah. If if you guys have a video, share it with me. I would love to see it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And if you you disrespect the the vows of your marriage, then uh, you you probably get whatever's coming to you uh, at that point. But you got to... At least put your mind, put yourself in the mind of uh, this this ex partner, and say, "Man, what a tough break." How and about he, the he was all like, wife? "He was all like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. His, his kids, his, his Boy Scouts, yeah." Damn, dude, and yeah, now that yeah, their friends and family know, like, you didn't just cheat; you cheated with the murderer. Yeah, I just might. I can't like if you're fucking cheating on someone and like. How are you, like, I, it never occurred to me that if I was ever carrying on an a extramarital affair that I would either ask them or have them ask me about how your fucking kids are doing. Yeah. That, yeah. I that doubt happened? they were talking. Yeah. When she was, they asked what the content of their phone conversation was during her drive home. And when she parked in the parking garage and proceeded to walk into the wrong floor. And she was like, oh, he was just telling me about his Boy Scout meeting with his kids. Damn, I and, didn't know that was, you were serious about that. Yeah, Damn, and, and he asked me about the two suspects that I had brought in that day and if they had confessed. Fucking crazy. And, and he I, said someone, the exact same thing. Like, they had talked, they were like, okay, we're going to say this. Okay, Yeah, cool. like, I don't, I don't know if it was you, Josh, or uh, someone else I was talking about this with, but someone was like, uh, you know, like, casting skepticism that that's actually what they were talking about. I'm like... Well, that's what they made up. That's a weird fucking choice. That is, yeah. Well, it's because it's where he was at the Boy Scout meeting. Yeah. But he's texting. <laughs> he's sexting at the Boy Scout meeting. With someone who was about to be convicted of murder. <laughs> yeah, maybe she was just trying to just set it dip up. dip into the bathroom of the VFW hall for a quick dick pic. Like, <laughs> yeah. They do know. Boy Scouts at VFW? Uh, what's that? That's where they, they do Boy Scout meetings at like VFW? Not universally, but that's where ours was. The Elks Lodge? I've never been to a VFW. Well, I've spent a lot of time in a VFW. Really? And uh, it's something else. <laughs> I know yeah. that the one that my uh, wife's grandfather, uh, who passed away in the last couple of years, went to, um, it looked like it smelled like smoke. Do they all smell like smoke? No place on earth smells more strongly <laughs> like more smoke. More like smoke. Um, she may have just been trying to like, you know, kind of do some recon for whenever she becomes stepmom, you know? So she's, yeah. she has kind of a, her finger on the pulse of what the kids are like. Hey, oh, Tanner, yeah. I heard you got your knot badge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Well, I heard her, you killed somebody off duty. <laughs> <laughs> her Pinterest was very optimistic about a, about a wedding. She had made her whole Pinterest board for her wedding. So maybe Rivera had made some promises. That's and tough. I, I wonder if, uh, like, what, let's say that it is five. You know, she's still very young. Yeah. Um, we were actually, Bob and I were uh, kicking this around today off the air. Can you get a passport if you've been convicted of murder? Because you can get one if you have a felony, but I don't know if that. Hmm. Probably a question for uh, the other country, right? Like. Does but, Canada want to murder? Well, and it's weird, like in different states classify murder differently. So, because like Texas has different than like other states where they have all these different degrees where you can, Texas is kind of different, a more all encompassing charge. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how that would go. Like, I would federally. think that at some point, whenever she's like served her time and everything's done, that she could get a passport. I, I would think so, right? 
I would think so, and I guess I'm just trying to project out like what her because she's definitely going to do like a sit down interview. It'll probably be like a national news or something. That or Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, dude, think about how long ago. I'm I think not I'd say- prefer Rogan to Barbara Walters. Yeah. I'm not saying that I want to catch a five year bid right now and that I think I could just convince myself, like, I'll oh, blink of an eye and it'll be over. But dude, think about it. Five years. You can remember five years ago like it was yesterday. No. Yeah, no, and no, she would no, be no, a, no, she would no, be no, up no, to no. be out in three. You, you, really? If you, she got like the I think the rule is you whatever you're sentenced to has to be you have to serve at least half the time before you're you would be el- she would be eligible but like, for any kind of parole. Okay, so in that case, think about it. You and I were uh, sitting at uh, Dada the night of the election three years ago, almost exactly, right? I, I have a, a, a keen idea of what four and a half years <laughs> not seeing your home feels like, and I'm just letting you know you don't want it. Yeah, but well, at that And point, as a cop in prison. And I'm sure it'd be better as a 30-year-old than as a 14-year-old. Right, Absolutely. The I mean, you you doubled the amount of like what uh, uh, you know, what yeah, what percentage of your life is 1 minute is uh is is drastically different at 30 than 14. But uh I'm telling you that, but a little bit better would not have been something okay, I but, wanted. But, but listen to what I'm saying though. I'm not talking about for her. I'm saying we're the three of us are going to be sitting somewhere together in a time that is not that far to us, not incarcerated, away, and we're going to be like, damn, she's already out? Okay, yeah. okay, like, yeah, we're yeah. Going, it, yeah. It's not like she's yeah, going to go away be a fucking to where, blink. Yeah. to where it falls right. out of the public consciousness completely. Like, we're going to probably still be doing this, and she's going to be out, and we'll be like, damn, I feel like she just went away. And I Especially feel like, if it's three years. Well, yeah, and right. I, depending on how low the sentence is, will definitely play into her appeal process. Because the defense was getting all ready for what their appeals were going to be, which is, I think, kind of why the judge included the manslaughter and castle doctrine in the considerations. So the defense couldn't use that later and say, hey, they didn't even consider these charges. We need to appeal this case. Um, yeah, what? so is that why they put that in? Because the mentioning the words castle doctrine in a situation where she wasn't in her home? Yeah. Like, th- having a definition of that where you can shoot anyone in your apartment complex and be like, huh, I goofed. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem like how I would want that law to work. So you, you're saying that you think that it was just like cover your ass for like, uh, you yeah. know, uh, complicated legal reasons. Co- cover, not, your, cover your ass and for the appellate court. Not that someone really thought that this was something we should be thinking about. Right. Cause during the case, like the defense is, you know, writing their objection letters to the UIL about all the things they think that Amber didn't get a fair shake on, you know, Armstrong didn't get to testify all these things. And then they use those to petition for the appeal so they're trying to knock some of those reasons off the list. Which, you know, uh, very professional by them to, uh, to go ahead and do that. But uh, fuck, man. I, I, from everything I understand about trials I, It, trials it blew appeals, up on Twitter that there were Castle Doctrine. She's going to get away with this because of Castle Doctrine. And I was like, oh, I think there's a little bit more strategy behind this than that. Yeah, no, that's, that's good to know. But I, I'm just looking at the defense and I'm like, uh, you, you, you want to win the trial, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't win the trial, your chances get pretty fucking small. And I mean, trying to make the, the pretty small as big as possible, I, I guess that's the job of a defense attorney. But uh, I, I, I don't think that uh, she's going to win on appeal. I think their case fell apart when Armstrong wasn't allowed, and then Craig Miller, not the the Craig Miller, the other cop, uh, Craig, cop Miller. Craig Miller, was only allowed to testify to one question. Judge. 
And then Amber, her testimony blew up to the point where they went to recess and she was supposed to come back on the stand, but they decided to not even continue the line of questioning because they didn't think it was worth it anymore. Yeah. And, um, and then they had like an expert witness that was there so they could try to testify that Botham Jean was running towards her. They were trying to use bullet trajectory analysis to say that this was a certain possibility that the jury can consider. But he was like, well, yeah, it's one possibility, but it's one out of hundreds of possibilities based upon this. And so then the judge didn't allow that. So the judge didn't allow a lot of things that seemed like the defense had built their case around. And then they just kind of fell apart. I mean, if you're trying to say, it, it, it all comes back to if you're trying to say that I, I was acting in self-defense whenever I chose to open a door and walk into a room where I thought there was a threat, like... Yeah, when you decide to become the aggressor and yeah, you admit to that. There's no... Uh, that's just never going to work for you. There's there's nothing else you can... I, I'm, I'm really surprised that's what they went with. I mean, I don't know what the better idea is, but that one's bad. Uh, I, I do feel... I'm just happy that nothing embarrassing for our city has happened yet, right? I was sure all the white people were going to go out and riot and start burning the city down. Yeah, I, I do. I am glad that we were able to, and you know, maybe the sentencing will change this, but like I said, I, I don't think so. I'm glad we we're able to allow to, to test uh, whether or not the state fair being on was uh, too big a deal for this <laughs> trial to go forward. It's really weird. The uh, the police union uh, was, was alleging that... Uh, they were too worried about crowd control whenever the verdict came down to have their resources split with the fair, so we needed to push the trial back to a time when the fair wasn't going on. <laughs> I'll just move the fair. <laughs> that's a great question. I mean, you know, if, if that's a reason excuse, then uh, what what's when's a good time for you? Like, we got Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> right around the corner, yeah. <laughs> fucking uh, Halloween pranksters going on uh, in October. NHL Winter Classic. <laughs> that's <know>? the fine <laughs> point. It stars. We got uh, whatever bowl game was <laughs> they got <laughs> down the Fort at... Worth, uh, the Armed yeah. Services Bowl. At, I guess that's out of Dallas. That doesn't count. But still, though, you know, yeah. got some people staying in Dallas that's for that. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Um, my niece has a birthday coming up. <laughs> so. uh, Cowboys uh, Theater 1310, the week of the Lions game. I know people are going to... Here's the thing. Can you think of a time where the whites have really rallied out hard for anything other than like gun rights? Like I mean, it seemed like... Hills? It seemed to me that what they were saying was... Listen, we all know uh, she's a cop, and she's you guys off, wouldn't so, convict yeah. a cop, would you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so whenever they, uh, you know, have their the just uh, why didn't you convict her uh, rally, the, then uh, we're gonna have to be able to, to put that down. Exactly. Like there's no like they knew today. They're like, yeah, the whites don't write. Yeah. <laughs> Go home, fellas. Yeah. Nothing yeah, to see it, here. It, it, uh, they were all pissed off because now they're cut out of all this overtime that they were guaranteed. Yeah, to send text messages about how they don't want to have to work it. Yeah. Uh, that they later delete. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it's if you're a typically a, uh, if, if as a demographic, your community has it pretty good, you don't really have a whole lot of practice in taking to the streets. Yeah. So I don't know that there was much of a <laughs> that's word. What Trump, that's what Trump's like relying what? on, yeah. dude. Yeah, like 28-year-old white women who uh, post, who have Pinterest wedding pages aren't exactly the most active when it comes to <laughs> <laughs> go to the streets and like, 
They don't know a lot of uh, Antifa-style demonstrating tactics. Exactly. If you threw a uh, tear gas at them, they don't know how to toss it back? No, no, they don't. They're not just going go to the, go to the streets and all exchange Instant Pot recipes. <laughs> <laughs> I do think they have something other community. than toss it back. I, I think got that a lot there accomplished, is guys. some kind of like bag with other gas they put it in or something like that. You ever seen that? Say again? Whenever you toss a tear gas canister, like uh, it's not like just Antifa. Like the Hong Kong protesters know how to do it. Like that, there's like that if in the same way that police can be trained for how to handle riots, uh, there are people out there who are trained to uh, handle how they handle riots. Right. And so, like you know, they'll toss a tear gas canister, and like you know, there's a chemical that's coming out that makes you cry. There's another chemical that can counteract it okay and uh so they'll just like you know toss a tear gas canister in some kind of bag and like game over fuck yeah the other cool uh shit they were doing over there was they were using uh like laser pointers to disrupt the facial recognition oh wow technology that the chinese police had fuck yeah try to like pinpoint who all was at the rally or at the riots and rallies and there's just like a wall of chinese cops in riot gear and just like hundreds of laser pointers just red like, it's like our sea of red dot. fuck <laughs> it's pretty wild looking yeah had a very v for vendetta feel to it yeah it's kind of my whole deal all right uh thank you josh what we are you gonna watch all day welcome. now i mean i don't know gonna have to get back into this impeachment shit i guess <laughs> i'll talk to you in a couple weeks for that Have you been the victim of unfair treatment by a business or a corporation? Has this ever happened to you? You bought a house that was not disclosed to you that there was a termite infestation in the walls and in the moldings? So you have to take it upon yourself to call your own termite extermination company. But when the guys show up, they immediately ask if they can use your bathroom. Then for over two hours, they take turns going in and out of there, taking huge mud pies and over flushing. Then they go in there together and you hear a bunch of scrounging around and then you hear a bunch of yelling and one of them is standing in the bathroom doorway shouting at you and his friend's foot stuck in the toilet and he says help him you gotta help him and when you go in there to help him he just pulls it out easily and laughs because his foot wasn't stuck it wasn't stuck at all he was just faking it and then they get really serious they say it's turbo time and they both start running around the house as fast as they can and jumping over the couches but when you try and jump in they yell at you and they say you're not part of the turbo team don't run! You don't run with us! We're the ones who run! Until you're part of this turbo team, walk slowly! So you go lay down to be by yourself and read your art books, but then the next day you went into the bathroom and it looked like the hole in your toilet had shrunk? You said, how could that be? There's no way they could have shrunk the toilet, but then you saw in the trash a receipt from Home Depot for a toilet the exact same size as yours, but with a joke hole that's just for farts. They replaced your real toilet with a fart toilet, and now you can't take a dump in your house because your toilet can't suck them down and you feel sick to your stomach? Has that ever happened to you? Call me right now, please. So this isn't deviate. No, it's not. I don't. I don't know. Do they have like published music? Yeah, you know what I found out when someone sent me their Wikipedia page was uh, that Jarrett from Bowling for Soup managed them. Oh shit! So they definitely have a couple like legit albums that they put out. It's just called deviate. Yeah, it's like the word. Yeah, no, 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 like DV and then like the digit. 
Okay. It's probably it might. I think they might have been out of the game before iTunes, so that it might not. They don't have a band camp. Now here we go. Can't be two bands named Deviate. Yeah, but those look relatively. Yeah, th- I doubt that's them, dude. Okay. Well, for now we'll just slap of the bass. Yeah. Before you get to Terrence Howard, can I read you something real quick? I would love that. And it would have been better if I had been able to read this entire thing before, uh, but it just came out. And um, this is the rare uh, politics story that makes it onto a Tuesday podcast. Mm -hmm. The New York Times just put out this report. Um, It starts with, the Oval Office meeting this past March began, as so many had, with President Trump fuming about migrants. This time, he had a solution. As White House advisors Put on listen, an island. <laughs> listened astonished. By the way, we need an Epstein follow-up on Thursday because they found another island that he owned. <laughs> I, I just saw the tweet to us indicating a second island, but yeah. uh, I, I don't know the, we'll uh, the details. Anyway, yeah. as White House advisors listened astonished, which at this point, you're the fucking mark if you're still astonished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, I declare, this man seems a little wild. He doesn't seem like he likes them. <laughs> As White House advisors listen astonished, he ordered them to shut down the entire 2,000-mile border with Mexico by Just noon, do it. By noon the next day. Dude, fucking do it. Advisors, fe- It's our border. Advisors feared the president's edict would trap American, tour- trap American tourists in Mexico, strand children at schools fear. on both sides of the border, and create an economic meltdown. Privately... The president had often talked about fortifying a border wall with a water-filled trench stocked with snakes and alligators. Hell yeah. <laughs> prompting aides to seek a cost estimate. They were- <laughs> Dude, I know how this works. Like, I've had bosses where they're like, fucking do this. And I'm like, I know I don't want to do it. And I know I don't want to say no to him. So I'll just be like, uh, hey, we're uh, we're working through the cost estimates on that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get uh, we'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah. And, you just, and you just hope they forget about it. Yeah. Like, and perhaps if it was he probably probably does need like volunteers that have to be paid for like a campaign or something i just love him trying to like uh uh pitch this idea maybe like like someone he's talking to he's like trying to impress or show off right and he's just like fucking pit full of snakes you want to climb in those snakes and he starts Didn't doing think like so yeah he starts doing like little snake noises and yeah. he's like uh go ahead uh steve would you please put the, uh, the the slide that I gave you up on the projector? Show them the snakes. And it's Gator on four wheeler, and he's like, "They're riding four wheelers now." You're telling me we can't put these fuckers to work yeah. at the wall? <laughs> Prompticates to seek a cost estimate. He wanted the wall electrified with yeah. spikes on top that could pierce human flesh. Um, my brother. Uh, whenever my brother was being educated uh, at uh, the finest institution Dallas has to offer. Uh, jesuit dallas prep mm-hmm. he was in an art class and i <laughs> i think about this all the time um and one of the real cut-ups in the class uh daniel was like what you making over there and he was like it's a bowl with spikes on it how are you gonna pick up the bowl <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay there's just a, there's something so perfectly juvenile and like what i would have drawn in a seventh grade shop class about ooh put spikes (laughs) (laughs) add some spikes add some spikes (laughs) after publicly suggesting that soldiers shoot migrants if they threw rocks because that's gone really well for israel and intifada the president backed off when his staff told him that was illegal but later in the meeting aides recalled he suggested they shoot the migrants in the legs just to slow them down that's not allowed either they told him (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> just to slow down. Hey, hey, hey. Reasonable, okay? That's me. Look, now they're slowed down, and you you guys all swim. You need your legs to swim. Now they're in the water. The snakes and gators take over. <laughs> and barring that there's some sort of super migrant, the spikes. Sir, we cannot do that. I think it would be really fun. That's fucking awesome. To be like the person who uh, he like the, the White House counsel, you know, where like every single time he has an idea, we got to check whether or not it's legal. Right. I would fucking love that job. It would be pretty because I think you would be like occasionally like surprised like legal okay <laughs> yeah uh they they do say that you can shoot him in the leg once if you uh just it, it's it's called the uh the slow him down corollary so they've got they've got some stipulations on the type of snakes we can use but they're willing to work with us on this a little bit cobras are out yeah, cobras we agree are on out. that uh but a, a a couple water moccasins can do the trick still sir yeah like Trump just saw Anaconda and was like, that looks badass. Yeah. I, I know I've, I've probably said this on every episode we've had, but I, I was sure that every snake I've ever seen was a water moccasin. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I mean, yeah. I, every time you said that, I probably told you that it was because of Lonesome Dove. Lonesome Dove, the, the snake scene from Lonesome Dove fucked me all the way up for forever. I uh, have not um, seen that particular thing. I just knew, you know, they're the poisonous ones. And they they look like a, like a fucking nest like there's never one oh yeah you know there'll be like 50 of them just traveling like intertwined like a little <laughs> cloud of snakes yes yeah and they're a big deal in the uh in the rivers down in the hill country and so you, you just know gotta get on drunk the, enough uh, to where you're cheryl park golf course just fucking teeming with them really i mean i don't know i just figured you know oh yeah <laughs> like sure. it's just every Perceived every single threat. body of water it was like uh it's it's just uh that and nutrias just full you know, Nutria is not, uh, I'm not, a, not afraid of them, just interested. Nutrias in are in the, uh, in the same area as um, guinea pigs and something that I, I did not know what it was until way later in life. I think life they're from the think. same place on earth. Okay. Because I, I heard, remember hearing that term probably in the last five years and being like, I should probably look that up. Yeah. I, I've been hearing that word and I, I don't really know that I know what they are. Much like a, just a water rodent, no big. Okay, yeah, they look they look fairly harmless. That's similar to the time that uh, uh, until like eighth grade, I thought that a friend of mine, um, who I've stayed close with throughout life, he actually lives in Ohio now, but uh, his name is Darius, mm -hmm. and uh, he's white. Mm -hmm. And until I actually met Darius, a Reggie Cleveland type. <laughs> I did. Who's Reggie Cleveland? He played basketball. Okay, and he's white. Until I met Darius in person, I believe in maybe eighth or ninth grade, sadly, uh, I thought that a gentleman that had the name Darius Fletcher was actually not another black kid in school. And I yeah. don't know what his real name was, but I was like, you wait. still don't? No, I don't remember. But I, I remember like when I met Darius being like, you're Darius? Reggie Cleveland, a baseball player. Okay. Excuse me. Uh it seems a lot more likely to be a white baseball Reggie than a white basketball Reggie. I'm I'm why. just a really big fan of uh, Bill Simmons, and a uh, long running thing is the Reggie Cleveland All Stars. That's uh, the group that uh, he that, like. If someone is is a white person with a black name, he will say, "Oh, a Reggie Cleveland All Star." Well, He's a really say, funny guy. You should get into his stuff. I would say Darius Fletcher fits that bill. I would agree. <laughs> I would wholeheartedly agree. All right. Uh, Let's give now we you, got Josh gone. Let's let's <laughs> give let's give you what you really want, folks. Um, we told you last week 
that uh, it, it appears that Terrence Howard has talked about his ideas for science more than once. And in fact, one time he went on The View. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have, I listened to the entire thing. It, it appears he was on The View for eight minutes. I wasn't sure exactly because they didn't show me like the full episode on YouTube. But I, I, they made reference at the end to like, hey, you should come back for a full episode. So I think he was on for one segment and this was the segment. Uh, and throughout the segment, much like the other piece of audio that we examined last week, and if you haven't heard last week's Tuesday episode, we are, we're following up on that here. Um, so, you know, maybe check it out. I think you'd like it. And he, uh, in the same way, has a bunch of this that is extremely normal, where they're asking him, like, you know, what's, what's your other big projects you got coming up? Right. Um, but this is, so I, I, I will not make you listen to that. It, you know, whatever you want to hear about his projects, go find the clip on YouTube yourself. Um, what I'm here to, to give you is, uh, the first little bit. So they're just like coming back from break and he's, he's like holding a plastic thing that we, we were focused on last episode. It's very science fair looking. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's it's yes. pretty rudimentary. <laughs> uh, and so this is how the segment starts. <laughs> Well, I'm going to talk about this since we're here. Go ahead. Okay. Now, a couple years ago, I did an article for the Rolling Stones, and they said I was crazy because I was telling them. Already he sounds crazy. He really does. Calling it the Rolling Stones. Yes. I did an article for like, the like Rolling Stones. Like fucking Mick commissioned it. <laughs> Put it on Medium. Yeah. <laughs> I did an article. It was an article written about him. That's right. It was yeah. a feature. He, but he did not, uh, not on the byline there. But, one, you know, as the world becomes familiar with my dad, uh-huh. one of the funnier things that my dad does, uh, and I think probably all dads to a certain extent do this, um, but he slightly mispronounces half of things. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he definitely thinks that it's called the Rolling Stones magazine. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I've, I've probably heard him say that before. Like yeah. so players names who will get like 60% right, you know, yeah. like Christian McCaffrey or McCaffin or something <laughs> like that. He's a little bit off on certain things. And that's the vibes I'm picking up from Terrence. Oh, Michael right Irving, Jason Whitten type. <laughs> Terrell Johnson. Yeah. I'm pitting fucking hard in here. I, I, I don't know why you, you're bringing that up. It's he not just, like, just I stared right at it, no, at it no, like it was no, a pair no. of tits. It's hot in here, dude. <laughs> Eyes are up here. Um, I can turn on a fan, uh, but, but listen, listen to Terrence Howard. Okay. That the square root of two was a rational number. This is the proof yeah. that the square root of two is a rational number. Well, it's you the, went to Oxford yeah. to present, to right? To talk about this. Yes. And when I was at Oxford, now this is the point where four bubbles meet equally and oppositely. Can I touch it? Yes. And it's where 12 <laughs> planes mm-hmm. meet. This is an undiscovered geometry that I'm now making known to the world here on this show. Isn't that- on the fucking view! <laughs> I also love, like, we kind of glossed over where he's like, well, since I'm here, I'm going to talk about this. Yeah. Well, just to start out the segment, they're like, what you, uh, what Wait, the fuck what do you, you have there, Terrence? Did you bring a prop? Yeah, he's treating sitting there with Joy Behar and Meghan McCain like it's the World's Fair of, like, 1925, where... Like, what if, <laughs> the, what if he's right? The, <laughs> what if, what if he has discovered a new uh, geometric shape that has unlocked uh, a number of secrets? Right. And, uh, like, just history books in the future, your science texts will say... 
uh, you know, like uh, the, like the way that we talk about, you know, like fucking uh, everything changed for religion. Whenever uh, Martin Luther posted his ninety five theses to the uh, the door of the church in uh, in Wittenberg, actually, uh, I went and saw it. It's 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 tight. They got the door there and everything. You're a big church guy. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a very religious person. I think everyone understands that. You've been in the last forty eight hours. I have been to church in the last forty eight hours, although not really. It was a it was a school. There's oh. a, a drawing of an atom on oh, the uh, on the wall. Don't worry about that. Which uh, had a very Terrence Howard feel to me. I was going to say, yeah, to be, that, that doing dra- church with, under a drawing of an atom feels like Terrence Howard's done that before. That atom uh, basically rendered a fallacy. Now, yeah, <laughs> Ter- <laughs> yeah Terrence yeah. Howard is has. <laughs> Like it's a like it's a fucking like he's on funk flex with a new diss track or something like I'm here to release a previously undiscovered geometry. But the way that I know <laughs> that uh, you know hundreds of years ago Martin Luther stapled his theses to the uh, the door of the church, people are are in a similar way going to know that there was an episode of the View. They will only have heard of the View because it is important because one of the major scientific breakthroughs of the 21st century was uh, unveiled there. Uh, you know, with fucking them being like, "Oh yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. very cool." It it it, it all of math was changed moments after a uh, a one minute list of side effects for an arthritis medicine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> aired yeah. on the same network. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Okay. Well, when I was at Oxford, they were so upset because how can a man that didn't graduate from one of their prestigious schools come and tell them? <laughs> that the square root of two was a rational number. And I said, I didn't come to tell you guys this, I just came to prove to you mm-hmm. that it's a rational number. And they were, they didn't like it. They didn't like it. They didn't like it. Nobody likes to be one of us. Imagine this fucking you audience. Go to Oxford? Be well, audience. because... That I'm aware of? Well, you have to remember, our entire world economy is based on one times one equaling one. So you if you can prove that. that an action times an action equals a reaction, which science proves, then one times one must equal more than one. And to have the physical proof of it, that kind of shakes things up a bit. Well, you're a shaker-upper. Well, that's the Oxford. <laughs> well, you're a shaker-upper. You know, we've known you for some daring roles and... Uh, Creating a global insurrection. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking correcting the, the platonic shapes. Yeah, yeah. The platonic regular, solids. Regular Dan me. Brown. Uh, <laughs> here's the next clip. Now, my vocation has been an actor. And I've loved that. I've been able to take care of my family as an actor. But that's never been my passion. I was an actor because it was like Jesus walking on water for tips. Because he could do it. That's what he did. It was a natural thing for him. I've always been an empath. I've always been emotionally connected to everything. But the thing that I was most spiritually connected to, that was my driving force, was physics. Mm -hmm. It was wondering how the universe really came to be. And I fell in love with this thing called the flower of life. You guys know da Vinci? Do you know what he spent most of his life trying to figure out? Who in here knows the flower of life? couple i'm gonna get you something then he goes and he grabs the flower of life now you're wondering doesn't sound like we're on the view anymore that's right i went and found his entire speech to the uh, students at oxford and oh listened to the whole goddamn God. thing <laughs> this is amazing <laughs> He uh he really just fuck and like he starts off by like complaining that they're like their AV system wasn't up to par, 
so he had to like uh, have these. Uh, he's like, but don't worry, I, 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 all the slides. Like I've, I've got uh, you know paper copies uh, that I brought. So he he just goes past to the person next to you, unfurls the you know this thing that's it's just the flower of life over and over. He says they found it on some fucking cave uh. painting. I I don't know, man. I I I think that a lot of this stuff is probably like I I think that probably happened. Like uh, the the thing the shape he was showing me, like I, I guess I've seen that before. Right, uh, <laughs> I've definitely seen it. It's kind of kaleidoscope looking. Yeah, um, and uh, uh, he, it's it's great to see that he repeats some of these things. I mean, I don't know. I, I say it's great to say uh, some of this stuff. You really start to to really kind of feel like he's onto something. No, like that I'm. I'm definitely going to be laughing at this the whole time, but I think we're laughing at someone who's going through like a mental break. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or maybe has like always had like that. This is not new break makes it sound like, you know what I mean? Like that since he was 15 years old, he's been living convinced that he's living in some sort of alternate plane. And if he could just get the world to see it his way, kind of like with like us and I don't know, socialism <laughs> yeah he's just gonna uh, yeah, talk himself yeah. into insanity by like why don't you see this no there's plenty of things that i <laughs> i think that if i just had the chance to explain it to everyone on earth that like then they would see like capitalism is is robbing you blind it does uh, orient you to be stealing from your neighbor um and i terrence feels that way about the platonic solids and the fact that uh, there are no straight lines also let me check in with uh my resident um both descendant from a, a juror family and a theologian uh-huh was jesus known for sort of using his his abilities for tips <laughs> uh, no, i don't i don't think that he did take it's not a fucking vaudevillian like where he's just out there <laughs> just like jesus did you know just I just can do it. I think it's so more I the walking it. on water thing that he's focused on with the Jesus angle. Yeah, but the, the, he, the tips the, is uh, his own. His, his own, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's just very weird that he says, you know, he just did it because he could do it. He did now, it for tips. I, I I think that you're probably right that he's been that it's not like a recent break, but like whenever he's like you know he in some of this talk he's kind of going through his personal background talking about how like he grew up fucking dirt poor and he wore dresses until he was two because his family didn't have any other clothes for him um that makes the fact that he's believed this for 40 years a little darker in my mind because i think someone was probably beating the shit out of terrence howard as yeah. like a fucking four-year-old in and fact like, i think when i was on his wikipedia page last week that was yeah there. yeah yeah and like uh one way that he coped with it is to just fucking invent this unreality where uh, there are no straight lines because everything's waves, and so that means that we got to reinvent the platonic solids. Jeez, dude. And I don't know. I just like, uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly how much uh, anyone wants us talking about this publicly or whatever, but uh, we, we, we have friends who have uh, had family members that have gone through, like, you know, diagnosed psychiatric issues and whenever they would describe to me like what their family members are saying like this is fucking it you know right. like like they're they're writing like the, they would they would email physics professors at like top universities 
to tell him like, hey, I think I've I think I'm on to something here. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. And so sad and so funny all at the same time, TC. And so it's, this looks exactly like that. Yeah. It looks exactly like that and um like half of half Uber rides. <laughs> half Uber yes. Rides. Yeah. Um anyways, here's a little more. Do you guys know about um loops in math? Do you believe in loops? Do you know the square root of two? Do you think that's a loop? Do you believe that the square root of two is the square root of two? Yes or no? Hands up, no? Hello? Oh, I want y'all to take out your phone for a minute then. We're gonna do one thing. Everybody got a phone? Put it on their calculator and turn it to the side so you can get all the long numbers out of it. So as a means of setup, I wanna let you know that there was like a uh, uh, lecture portion and a Q&A portion. So, like, he's standing at a podium, and whenever he's done, like, they, someone comes up and takes away the podium. He sits down in a chair with one of the professors who then is kind of leading the Q&A. So this is uh, as we're reaching the end of the, uh, the lecture portion. Okay. Now I want you to put in 2 and square root it. 2, hit the square root. You'll get 1.414213562373095 dot, 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 right? Now I want you guys to do me a favor, cube it. It'll see right over there, it'll be x to the three. Can y'all do it? Are you cubed it? It'll see 2.828-4271-2174-6190. Now that makes sense. I want you guys to do me a favor, divide it by two. Get that number, cube it again. Divided by two, cube it again, and I want you to do that until the end of your lives. <laughs> and that number will still come up with 2.828-4271-2174-6190. Any other number that you, above two, that you put in and you cube and you square, cube and square and divide by two, by the sixth operation, it has moved into an exponential number that you can't even imagine. Any number below two, that you do that same operation with, it will go into an exponentially small matter and number. This is what we call a loop. It is illogical, it doesn't make sense, and it does not make math make sense. So these are some things that, that um, I'm bringing to the fore and that I would like to question. I would like to audit the math, the world of mathematics, and I would like to audit how we view the platonic solids, because I think the new wave conjugations will tell a better story of how our world works. And that's it. <laughs> Take care. I think you all see where I'm going with this. Uh, <laughs> Mic drop. That's it. Like. Like he's he's building all this to something, and then like the thing is that like if you like and he he talks many times throughout the uh, the discussion like about how this is something that he's he's passionate about, and he's been looking into this stuff. He's been dedicating his life to this for forty years. Whenever I'm wondering like how does one study physics in Terence's mind? Apparently, it's just take out your TI eighty three and just punch <laughs> some shit in for a while. You got a screen out of playing Drug Cartel. Do you remember Drug Cartel? Oh, absolutely. God damn, man. Yeah. Those were the good old days. Move some opium, you Indeed. know, take some big risks. Yeah. 
Uh, you big like it's 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 just Dungeons and Dragons, but like they took out all the things where it says Dungeons and said, put in drugs. You know, I think the main I'm 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 befuddled. I think he's onto something. <laughs> See, I'm that's not a, the, I'm not a math guy, so I'm just gonna say he's probably right. Like, so I I I cut something off that I will, I'll play right here. It's a quick thirty seconds where like I listen to this and I'm like, all right, maybe. I've spent 45 years searching these things out and trying to figure out what the universe really, how it really worked. And we've come to find that the universe, they are abandoning the standard model, the ideas of black holes and dark matter for an electric model of the universe that is in response to the Birkeland current and all these things. It's a better version, a better vision of how we should see the universe. That's how, that's how I see it, and I think it should be explored. See, <laughs> see I hear that, and I'm like, huh, good to know. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't aware we were progressing in this, in this fashion. Like, he's saying some shit that sounds like it's above my head, like the fucking Berkeley current. I don't have a fucking clue what that is, so I'm backing off, and I'm like, well, if he knows the fucking Berkeley current, then... I guess we are moving to a more electrical model. Man. Um, and I just, anytime someone says they would like to audit something, <laughs> it's great. I, I want to audit the world of math. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, someone's got to take, someone's got to ask some questions about that. That's, that's just my whole point. So I, I hear that uh, and I'm like, well, he is speaking at Oxford. Yeah. Like it's, he's, he's in a room full of physics PhDs. And you know they're they're all there, and he's saying this shit. So maybe, and I got nothing. That's kind of like the uh, the warring thing going on in my head as we're listening to this. Of like you know, it, it is Terrence Howard one of the uh, first and foremost geniuses of science, or is he having a psychotic break? And the final thing I will play for you is uh, the answer to that question. Okay. So this is in the Q and A portion. Thank you for coming. I wanted to ask a question. You seem to like um, be sitting on a wealth of knowledge and something you've been working on for how you put forty years. I was going to ask, how are you living day to day life, knowing that the rest of the world is doing it, quote unquote, incorrectly? Um, well, it's been forty years of me dancing on this thing. For forty years, I was told I was wrong. For 40 years, I was told that, you know, the platonic solids and all those were the solids. Who's telling them that? um, (laughs) You have to have faith in self. (coughs) You know, all of this, I can sit up here and tell you guys that, you know what, I'm the smartest man in the world. I figured out what da Vinci and none of them could do. The truth is, you really want to know the truth? This may be crazier than than the fiction. Do you really want to know the truth? (laughs) What what do you think's coming next? I I really don't even have a guess. The truth is, I I woke up inside my mother's womb at about six months of age. I woke up. How you feeling so far? (laughs) I can honestly say I've never heard someone claim that before. (laughs) I I also have a little bit of a problem with how he's calculating age. There, well, using the word age specifically, right? um, You're kind of negative three months. I mean, it sounds like he's definitely anti-abortion based on all this. Well, he was awake. Yeah, Yeah, sure. uh, Anyways, let's keep going. Inside of there, like boom. I don't know what had happened. Maybe my mother went through some trauma or whatever. But I woke up and I was like, "Oh God, I'm here." 
I'm here, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Don't forget. This is truth. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Just go by. Every once in a while I would think, I would think about something and this would come over. And I thought, I didn't know it was my hand. I thought it was a friend. I had my whole name for it. Inside that womb, you were conscious. You woke up, because with, with our son, our son Kieran, when he was about, my wife was six months pregnant, we would put the light on her stomach and he would follow it and push on it. And then we'd put the music and we'd put it all the way over to the other side. Fair and enough. he would crawl all the way over to the other side of the stomach and push at the light with the music. So what I'm saying to you, you are conscious inside the womb, but we have no common frame of reference. But I remember, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, because I knew I'd been here. Don't forget, and you know what I didn't want to forget? This flower of life. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, I would say that's crazier than, <laughs> than, 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 than fiction. Like than, whatever, than, whatever you say, and like, so he's, he's got all these ideas, and he's trying to advance the ideas. But Terrence, how did you come up with that? Like that is that's kind of the main thing. Whenever I'm hearing him talk at the, you know, this all starts from the uh, the Grammys red carpet thing or Emmys red carpet thing. Um, you know, I'm like, all right, so you got all these ideas, but but how did you find this all out? And he answers it here. By saying that he just knew it in the womb. <laughs> and and compares... And had, he just made sure not to forget. And, and compares uh, being imparted with this wisdom from the moment that consciousness was sparked in his brain to his son doing something pretty basic yeah. that almost all babies do in the in womb. In no way proves that we're conscious the, in the womb. <laughs> no, not at all. It proves that you can follow light. <laughs> like, it's the same thing, man. It's the exact same thing. I was imparted with this uh, revolutionary information. It's the same thing. Yeah, you're conscious in there. Well, God damn phenomenal work tc i mean i just it's it blows my fucking mind like uh this professor i i got some more questions for him <laughs> like he's he seems like a fun guy to just be like you know what fuck it he was in hustle and flow we're having him we're, on we're ba- he's bankable he's bankable oh, star the, and like he's talking in the view thing like uh you know, they, they were really pretty fucking shook up. They don't like being told that uh, they're wrong. <laughs> but really, the guy's just sitting there? Yeah, the guy, like, had him over. And, like, I got, you know, I don't know that it, Terrence Howard's entire interaction is, is captured in this thing. But it's not like the professor was, like, uh, you know, uh, clutching his pearls. Like, don't say this stuff. He was kind of like, all right, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Terrence Howard thinks the platonic solids or something else. Like, And they say that there's no room for freedom of speech on campuses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds like they'll hear you out, uh, is, is what I can tell here. And, like, I don't know. There's certain, there's, like, even the, the student that asked the question that I just played, where she's, like, you know, the, the quote-unquote quote truth. Unquote. Right. Like, it, it kind of seems like they're all rolling their eyes a bit. <laughs> but, uh, you know. They, they were willing to talk with old Terrence. Who would have thought that we would discover that Jussie Smollett is the not the craziest person <laughs> yeah. in Empire's cast? Really, if you're sitting in the fucking Empire green room and tossing out ideas, whatever, he's like, hey, what if I had some fucking uh, people like say that they were MAGA guys and we could call in and like tell them that the, the police that I had a, a rope hung around my throat so I could have a little bit more publicity? Like, no, you basic bitch. <laughs> yeah, they're all like, yeah, sounds good, man. <laughs> Come up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, whatever, you know, uh, within the realm of stuff we do. Great work. All right, I guess we'll be at Off the Record next week. Oh, wonderful. 
Everyone, uh, yeah, invite your friends. Let's get a big crowd. Maybe the biggest crowd in Dallas history. <laughs> okay. We'll see you. <laughs> That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.